0: This is the WMSC interview of Dismantled guitarist Frank Reaper by Nick Verkel.
1: That's me, Frank Reaper. Morbid.
0: (laughs) You recently have put out a new EP called Metal Force and are heavily supporting it. What does it feel like now in the days of 2012 versus back in 2009 when the Satanic Force was released?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know how the hell it started being called an EP. I remember it being a demo, just of us kind of getting the feel of a new lineup that we put together, what we call a demo, just so we can kind of feel like we're still, you know, like I said, we're crossing over to, we're all in our early 20s, so we're crossing over to being adults, and uh, we just want to still have that feeling, I guess, that like we still are kids, you know, when you're you're in your 20s or we're seeing that it's not the same when you were kids, especially uh, personal-wise, more stuff getting piled up onto your life, and uh, it's not the same, you know? So, like I said, we did the demo to kind of just make us feel like we still are those kids and still have that mentality, you know? But the difference is, I mean, uh, in 09, we released the Titanic Force probably in 08 by ourselves before it got picked up by Area Death. We were just kids, man. We've... It's, like i said it's, it's it was weird you know like we Ed repka had done our album cover we had printed it we went i remember we're going to staples and printing the record i'm like whoa and that replica cover and we're at staples printing it <laughs> just to get it out we had a cool release show it was fun from that period 09 to 20 2011 it was a fun time you know uh actually 2010 2011 was weird we only played like three shows and uh the lineup was already kind of like shaking. It was, it was, you could tell it was going to come to an end at that point. But before that, man, we were playing every show they threw at us. Cool shows. Uh,
0: we had a good time. Now going back for a minute, how did Area Death Records um, make your acquaintance?
1: It's not too hard if you have that Repka on your, on your side. I mean, that right away, if you're a fan of his or a fan of metal, and you hear at Repka, it's it's gonna pop up. You know that was our mentality too. That was that was no doubt. We knew someone was gonna pick it up. They saw the cover. They liked the mentality. They heard the record. They were just like blown away that somebody would make a record like this. For us, it was just like okay, let me see. We had we've been offered contracts throughout the years. We we, we we don't take them unless we feel like it's the right move. So we we felt like th- what they were offering us was pretty cool. So. Uh, we didn't sign nothing, We just they're, they're just distributing our records at this point. Yeah, I mean, it, that's basically what they saw. They saw a Repka cover and they wanted to release it. And uh, that's basically how they came across us.
0: Can you tell me about your prouder moments from the Enter the Forbidden Sessions?
1: Man, that record, that's one of those records that, uh, you know, like I said, the band was already starting to get into, like, all of us were kind of clashing at this point. The, the prouder moments was just getting it out, just getting it out. It took too long due to money problems, due to the band now, We weren't communicating with each other at this point. It just took too long. But the, the best part was we actually got it out. Because at one point, we were going, we were talking of us not printing the record. And Area Death just wasn't, didn't like the cover we originally had. They said it was too digital, too high tech. And finally, I, I, I agree. Well, I just wanted to get the record out. I just, I want it out. I just, I'm not going to stop. And uh, finally, uh, we got Halsey to do the cover. And they agreed to release it if she did it, and uh, they printed it out. And we didn't really promote it, and they didn't really promote it just because of the fact that, you know, it was just one of those records. But now that I hear it, when I heard it, first heard it, I didn't like it. It reminded me of a bad period of the band. It just reminded me of, of I didn't want to hear it. But now that I'm hearing it now with a more cleaner mentality and a more uh, different approach, I'm like, whoa, this is a sick record. It's, It reminds me of Pleasure to Kill. It reminds me of all those cool records. It's 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 insane Hear it if you hear it in a mentality that the record puts out as far as thrash and like it's a sick record.
0: Why are you working with a different drummer now?
1: Like I said, uh, we were just going into it was a bad time with the uh, with the band and, uh, you know, our old drummer. I don't want to really speak much about it, but the old drummer was just he was doing his own thing. He was he was he wasn't I felt like he was this matter wasn't a priority we kind of stopped due to that. We kind of stopped due to me feeling like it wasn't a priority for him. But I didn't want to continue without him just because I had gotten so attached to his style and my style. We kind of mixed. But uh, I didn't want to continue without him. And finally, the band just stopped, kind of stopped. You know, if you if you look back, uh, uh, the people who follow us, if you look back, the band was kind of like at a weird time. We've only had done three shows in the in 2011, and uh, they were cool shows. The, the, the crowd never stopped getting to us but uh, myself and adam as a band we, we kind of were looking like hey this isn't going the way we were planning it to go and so now we're focusing on our jobs with all of a sudden dismantles not in our targets i would say and uh now um you know the like i said the months passed by no i mean yeah we were like just basically we just we had to like go a different route it was it was time to get a it was time to get a new drummer
0: how has the addition of a second guitarist to your lineup changed the sound of your band.
1: Honestly, I haven't looked at it it has, I mean, I, he's a creative guitar player. He does uh Enrique, he does a he does a lot of crazy shit that he, he his input is pretty good, especially right now. His input is is just taking just the songs to a different level, levels that I would probably ca- couldn't do by myself, you know. So definitely it's it's good to have another guy in the band.
0: Do you tell me about the writing process for Call to the Iron? That personally that's my favorite new track of yours, and uh, I-, I think it's one of the best tracks you've written since Satanic Force.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, the y- y- like I said, go back and hear Enter the Forbidden, it's the Beyond. I heard it recently and I'm like, whoa, that's a cool track. Secrets from the Dark Room, the second Enter the Forbidden, Illusions. There's a l- lot of cool tracks, just like I said, go back to hear it. Yeah, if you want to talk about Call to the Iron, when we we're putting the demo together, uh, we had just gotten the, like the new lineup finally set and uh, we put the demo together and uh, I was going to put nothing but old tracks and just re-record them with these guys so people could get used to it but uh, the guitar player Enrique he kind of brought up that like hey you know we shouldn't just go back and do a bunch of old stuff we should at least give them one new song and I'm like all right, at this point, like I said, I hadn't worked on new material since Enter the Forbidden, so it was kind of shaky for me. You know, it was, uh all right, I'm going to try to come up with a riff. It's kind of hard to come up with music right on the spot when you kind of don't, still don't have the band like 100%. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I, the, the process was I just came up with a bunch of riffs and, uh, you hear Enrique telling me, man, that's not your best work. You've, you've done some pretty cool shit. You're known as a guitar player who makes some crazy riffs. You're making riffs that aren't as to your level. And I'm like, oh, well, what about this? No, no, no. What about, no, 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 no. It was just like all the guys, Adam, all these guys are looking at me like, whoa, this isn't the song I want to hear from you. You're known for this and you're making this song. You know, like I said, I hadn't come up with music in a while since probably 2010. So, uh, f- I finally, he's just, like, letting me have it. He's telling me about all this crazy stuff that I, I used to do, you know. And-, and I'm just like, oh, whoa, you know what, this and that. We start arguing. Finally, I snap, and I'm like, you want to hear a riff? You want to hear me do my thing? You want to hear it? You want to hear it? You want to hear it? I'm just letting him have it. You want to hear it? And he's just, come on, bro, let me see what you got. Let me see why they call you morbid. All right, all right. you just hear the intro riff to that song and i'm just like wailing it we have a little thing where if it's slow i kind of put my head down if it goes fast i put my head up they kind of know it's like face languages i guess without me talking and um, i'm wailing the song i'm just going and he starts throwing rhythms in the background all of a sudden i'm like okay pick it up boom it drops and we just jam the whole song all the way i come back the next Next day, I wrote some lyrics, and I come back the next day, and boom, called to the iron. We, all right, a week later, we go and record the demo, and that's basically how that song came to be.
0: <laughs> I see. Now, with the singing in your band, it really reminds me of early Destruction and some King Diamond with the high notes. What are some of the early influences of your band? Uh,
1: that's that's basically it right there. <laughs> now, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he tries to... At the time when we started Dismantle in 2006, uh, everyone here in the L.A. scene was playing, like, uh, Bay Area-influenced thrash, and, you know, everybody was always more into the American thrash around here, and we always felt like we related more to the German thrash, so our biggest influences were Creators, Sodom, and Destruction, so we definitely wanted to do what they were doing so we wanted to mix it in with some of the style here and you know just that's how basically his vocals go just basically a little bit of of german thrash and a little bit of american thrash and then you mix it all together and the screams if you notice we didn't do them on the second record the only reason we felt like we had to do them on the first record was so we can get like a. So Adam could. Adam said, you know what? There's only one way I'm gonna get noticed, and that's if I annoy people. And the only reason I could annoy people was if I scream the shit out of this record. So we put the screams everywhere. <laughs> but on the second record, we felt like, hey, you know what? I think we're past that. I think you've got to notice. He still does them here and there, but, uh, uh, you know, at the second record, we felt like it wasn't necessary anymore. There's enough tracks on the first record for him to, you know, like I say, he doesn't have to do it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like. When I hear exorcistic rites, I'm always thinking like early like sentence of death destruction.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit more refined, though. I mean, the has always been more straightforward, but if you really hear Exorcist, right, there's a lot of riffs in there, and it takes you up and down. It's not just a straightforward song. The is more straightforward. They do first verse, second verse. They do intro, first verse, second verse. Then they do a little breakdown. Then they go third verse, and then they do outro. They do the typical, you know, we don't do that. We do intro, fucking something crazy, a first verse, second verse. Then we go into something completely different. That's the Dismantle style.
0: Can you tell me the process? you undertook to get Ed Repka, as well as Halsey Cost to do the cover art for your albums? And do you expect to work with either when you get your next album dropped?
1: Well, I mean, with both of them, I just, you know, I'm a pretty balls-out person. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it. And that was my mentality, to just get Ed Repka. I mean, I love his works, P-Sales, the Death albums. I looked them up so many times, and I just pretty much just uh, sent them an email and told them, I didn't even ask them. I kind of told them the cover layout. That's what I do to both of them. When I talk to her or him, any artist that I've ever worked with, even our shirt, I don't know if you're familiar with the Ritual of the Dead shirt. It's done by the same guy that does the Witch Haven shirt. And anytime I go and ask any any artist, I just right away tell them what I want i don't ask them i tell them what i want and if they email me back or if they message me back and we can arrange a price or we arrange something then that's how i do it i've never oh please can you please do my art or like oh i've been a fan of yours no i'm gonna go straight forward in there and tell you what i want if you're down to work with me then we're gonna do it and uh you know the Repka cover i thought i mean i've seen a lot of Repka covers i've never seen them do a graveyard so that's what i wanted healthy I've seen her do a lot of covers, but I wanted to see her cover and, like, you know, enter the forbidden. Like I said, that's how I go and get my artists or get the arts done for Dismantle. Yeah. Same thing with the logo. You know, the logo was done by Des Ambrios, who did the Warbringer, the Merciless Death logo. He's done a lot of logos that are pretty up there. He did our our logo, too. So, like I said, I, I go and just ask these guys what I want. And then they deliver, so boom.
0: (laughs) When do you expect to have a new release ready for Area Death Productions?
1: I'm actually, we, we, we were, you know, usually what we do is we do a demo and then we do an album. But this time we're going to do something different. We're actually, since we just did the demo, that's going to, you know, that's that's making you guys hold on for a little bit. And we're going to go into a, an EP this time. An actual EP since you everyone keeps telling us you guys did a cool EP. We're actually going to do an EP this time. But, but I don't think we're going to do Area Death until maybe I'll ask them when the album comes. But right now I think we're just going to do another self-release just because kind kinda we we kind of know who we're sending this stuff to. And uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens Uh I'm not too positive when we're gonna work with them again. Yeah, but we're we're on an EP right now. We're we're working on this EP. We just finished writing the last song for it yes, yesterday and uh, working really hard on it. We're gonna take our time, probably one more month of practicing it, then we're, we're probably gonna hit the studio and then drop it. Yeah, that's our plan right now.
0: Tell me about some of these songs that are gonna be on this EP. It's,
1: it's cool, man. Uh, we're, we're we're taking the writing. Uh, like I said, now that if you if you like Call to the Iron, you're gonna like these songs. Uh, they're, they're more now that we're acquainted with each other and that we kind of figured out a new style, uh We kind of we've been just working on. Uh, there's a song we have in there called Ten of Swords, uh, Another Nail in the Cross, and a song called Black Widow. And this and Call to the Iron will probably be on there since we plan to record it with a higher quality. We we'll probably throw Call to the Iron in there again.
0: What has fueled your rise in status in the lineups of live shows in the LA areas? I see your name more prominently displayed on show posters than in months and years past.
1: Um, yeah, we've, we've worked hard. I mean, we've, we've been playing. We used to, we started off playing the house shows. And uh, that's, I think, if, if you can play the house shows and people could like you and you can make people move at a house show, you could definitely hang at a venue. So that's we, we stood at the house shows for a long time, the backyards, uh, until we were ready to play the venues. And now when we did a venue, we wouldn't do them where we say we'd forget about the house shows. We still go back and play them. And we do the venues. Now that we took a time off, I see a lot of people will remember that and remember with the work we've done. So now we're starting to get more shows and, and they, they want to see us now. They want to see what they heard. And uh, But now it's with a new lineup. You're going to see four guys instead of three. Still the same dismantle of anything. I think we're just getting better now. So uh, that's probably why we're, we're getting back on shows. I mean, if we sucked, they wouldn't have put us on these shows all the time. But yeah, we got some pretty cool shows coming up.
0: Who do you think are some contemporaries of yours that you feel are on the rise to the point of being some of the big names on the West Coast in the near future?
1: There's so many. I mean, you know what? I don't want to answer that just because I don't want to piss anybody off. I mean, I don't care about it about people's feelings, but at the same time, you know, I want to, I want to be respectful. And uh, I could tell you who's going to be right now, but in a couple of years, it might change. From what I thought when I was a kid, you know, who was going to be big, it changes, you know. It's time changes, people change. You know, that's why I'm happy that people still connect to us in a certain level because you you want to build fans. You want to build the fans like Maiden. You know, these guys weren't Iron Maiden. You see Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, and Black Sabbath. These guys weren't the top of their game in the beginning. They weren't the main guys. They weren't the best. They weren't. There was other guys way before them. But, you know, you stand the test of time by building your fan base, starting from the bottom, and working your way up. That's why I kind of don't want to say who... Who's who? Because at the same time, one could be big right now. But later on, a couple of fans are going to see their the discography and they're going to be like, well, you know what? There was these guys and then there's these guys who deserve it even more. So uh, I don't want to say anything yet. <laughs> Let time tell. We'll see. We'll see what time says.
0: Who do you say are the future leaders of American and worldwide thrash metal come 2013?
1: Like as far as who's going to be like on top, like who's going to be one of the bands that you're going to be like, whoa, I think right now, well, you've seen the bands right now. You see bands like Toxic Holocaust, Municipal Waste. These guys are now the top guys. These guys are the top of the food chain right now. But, you know, definitely look out for Witch Haven. You know, these guys are working hard and they're going to be up there, you know pretty soon. I, I i hope so you know they're they're good friends of mine so i if i see them up there i'd be happy you know because they deserve it but that's about it i don't see anybody else that i'm like looking forward to uh i mean there's you never know I, everybody deserves a shot i'm not saying no but as far as for what i'm listening to right now i'm just listening to witch haven studying their moves and listening to what they're doing yes definitely
0: what are some of the major changes involved with your stage production compared to last year?
1: We're now focusing more on actually stage. Before, we would just go on there and just fucking play and do what we had to do. Now, we're actually, we practice every day now. This has never happened in my time playing in music and any of the guys in the band. We practice every day now. We went to the spot in LA and we're, we're there every day after work where we rush to the studio rehearsal studio and just start jamming every day working on our moves working on what we're gonna say working on our performance before it'd be kind of winged adam would say hey what's up guys you know you guys you guys look a little bit dead out there and then everybody you know would react but now he's actually working on what he's gonna say he's not just leading the songs you know he's actually working on what he's gonna say we're all working on pauses and changes so it's it's more uh How could I put this? It's more actually timed now. It's more actually in sync than as before. We would just go and play. Now it's actually more boom. This is this is what we already know what we're gonna say and we're gonna know what we're gonna play.
0: How much like preparation does go into uh, your stage banter for live shows?
1: Like uh, like, it's 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 weird with the crowds that we play in front of. You know, uh, a lot of times we play in crowds that aren't our crowd. We're always willing to play with anybody. I think that's where we. We'll play with any state, any band, any crowd, and uh, I think sometimes that benefits us. Sometimes it doesn't because sometimes the people don't know. I mean, our mentality is if you love metal, you're going to love Dismantle. That's that's what our, we think. and uh, But a lot of times, a lot of people aren't familiar with our band. Even in L.A., some people still don't know Dismantle. And uh, so when we go and play shows that aren't our crowd or aren't our scene, um it takes a lot of while. It takes a little bit to kind of get used to it. But by the end of the night, they're definitely getting crazy for us. Like, uh, we just went to Texas recently, and uh, we've never been up there. And uh, they were familiar with the band, but they never, you know, really. And even, it, was, it was even freaking hot as hell. So the crowd was just kind of like, what looking at what we're doing. But once we hit that song, Dismantle, once the last song hits Dismantle, it always gets the crowd going. Last, middle, if we play the song Dismantle, it's always going to get a crowd going.
0: Did you? play in san antonio or austin when you were in texas uh, i think it was uh, san
1: antonio uh yeah we went up there and we uh we, a lot of the people were didn't know us they had heard about us uh they they never seen us play they seen some videos on youtube but uh you know we're, when we go to a show we, we'll hang out with everybody we're not the guys you know you see a band and they go to the back or they go load up their equipment and they'll just they'll just post up look at their bands all like depressed uh, and that's not us we're, we're not those guys we're the kind of guys that you know what we're, we play metal we love metal we're fans of metal first off so we're gonna hang out with the fans we feel like we're more related to them we're, we feel like we're more fans than we are a band that's how we feel like so we're hit, kicking it with fans we want to know your stories too like we don't just we know you know us but we want to get to know you that's how we think we part a lot of times it's beneficial that we we do do that a lot of times, people might step on us just because we do do that. You know, someone who thinks he's a little bit, you know, he his shit don't stink. So, but we don't care, man. We we don't care. We 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 party we'll party with anybody if even if i party with guys recently that hate on us that will literally want to stomp our necks out and we're there pour, hey can i grab one of your beer yeah man go for it <laughs> and you know he's he, this guy doesn't like me at all yeah go grab a beer man you want you want some of my joint? hey adam get him a beer <laughs> no. uh, but we don't care man we, we say we're we're a band
0: how profitable are your dreams for composing new music and can you acquire new lyrics as well as instrumental parts, or just one or the other in your dreams?
1: Um, that, that question kind of throws me off. Like, you're wondering if we're searching to be, like, if we want to be, like, one of those bands that gets paid a lot, or, or what, what is that? Like, you want us... You're asking if we plan to change our music for money? Like, I'm not too...
0: No, no. no. Like, how profitable are your dreams for composing new music? Like, can you acquire new lyrics as well as instrumental parts? Or just one or the other in your dreams.
1: Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I said, we just want to play. I don't think of the future. If I did, like
0: if, I mean, like you know, when you're sleeping.
1: Oh, when I'm sleeping, from what, what am I thinking of? Uh, when I'm sleeping, I rarely think of music. I once in a while, when I I wake up and write, but I don't think about music. I'm thinking about like, you know, like. <laughs> I'm thinking about what parties to go to. I'm thinking about, you know, maybe girls in my dreams. I'm never thinking about music. Like, I think about watching shows. Actually, I think the only times I do, I think music is involved in, like, when I'm sleeping, I guess. It's when I maybe think of, like, going to catch a death show that I wish I could have gone to. Or a Metallica show, like, hanging out in the backstage with Metallica. You know, just bands that I kind of grew up listening to. I, I want to see myself hanging out with them, you know, like. Uh, that's probably the only the only time I do think about music, uh, I really rarely think about it in my dreams or anything, I kind of just, like I said, we write and whatever, if I, would, if I think ahead or if I dream about it, I think it's not going to sound right, I have to kind of capture it in the moment, you know?
0: What would you say that are three upcoming shows for your band that people need to see, and do you have any surprises to announce?
1: The next show, uh, the one the Black Castle with Bonded by Blood, uh, you know, they're they're getting up there. I remember seeing these guys play their first show. I was actually with, with John from Warbringer, and we see the band Bonded by Blood. Me and him are eating hot dogs. I come up, and they're, these guys play Razor X, uh, Technical Difficulties, and then they play Master of Puppets, and we're like, oh, you know, at this time, 2006, 2005, I can't recall, there's still not a lot of bands covering, like, that kind of stuff so uh now you see every band trying to do that stuff but at that time that that kind of caught our attention that they were these guys were playing like that kind of style thrash but uh they were playing with them you know at the black Asshole bonded by blood and then uh, after that i think we have a show in fullerton open casket i think their productions i'm not too sure uh with field by fire and uh after that we have a uh, you know one of those uh we're doing a show with one of our friends uh for her birthday and uh after that, I'm not too sure. I'm, I try to keep up with the shows now because I'm more focused on the music. But like I said, when, when Adam tells me, hey, we're playing a show. All right, go grab the gear. Let's go. That's how I kind of see it. And But yeah, go check those shows out. We're definitely going to be at 100%. We're going to play new material. So we're going to test out the waters, see if you guys like the new stuff. But definitely, we're going to be playing some of the old stuff. And you guys get to hear it with the new lineup more. Now, like I said, we've been pricing every day. So the songs are tight. We're now super tight. And uh, you get to see the old songs with, like, a little bit of a a different flavor. But it still sounds fast as hell.
0: When do you think East Coast fans will be able to ever see you? Like, I'm talking New York City, Philly, and Jersey.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) It's just, you know what, like, on the reals, if someone takes us out or someone offers us to take us out, we'll go. We'll figure out a way to go. But as by ourselves, uh, you know, right now, every time we've done, like, a show where we've gone to, like, maybe, uh, like, a different area, we'll take one show, just because we can't really, we're not too familiar with promoters that can help us tour, or they're not familiar with us, uh, we don't have any sort of help, where we can book a tour, a full tour, I've tried in the past, don't get me wrong, I've tried to book some tours, uh, it's just been failures due to, you know, lack of, uh, volume, lack of everything, everything, uh, but, uh, I mean, if someone were to hook us up with a tour, we'd definitely say yes. And they could be next week if someone were to tell us, hey, you guys want to jump on a tour with us? Yeah, let's go. We would definitely drop everything we're doing to go on a tour. But uh, as far as right now, I'm not too 100% sure what to, what to tell you.
0: Okay, and finally, what merch do you have for promotion right now? And what is a website people can go to or an email address people can like send money or PayPal money to?
1: um right now it's all pretty scattered uh you know you could find stuff on area death you could ask them for our records they definitely have that there's our shirts i mean, i see people post it up on ebay to tell you the truth right now we're always so short on merch to like a lot of it we put it out and it comes out so the best way to do is if you go online you know through whatever anything that you could find us in don't really have anything we could tell you to go to we just want people to we just want to tell the people if you look for it and if you you want to get it, you'll find it. We can't really tell you 100%. So no website.
0: <laughs> okay. And any final words for the interview?
1: Um. Yeah, man. I mean, I just want to tell you guys, you know what? Don't stop listening to music. I've been through a lot of shit myself. You know, being a human being, it's it's crazy. You go through ups and downs. Uh, just don't stop. If you guys, any kid out there, if you guys don't, you want to play, just play. And uh, don't Don't stop don't give up on dismantle. We're we're not gonna give up on you guys. Don't give up on us. Don't we're never gonna give up on heavy metal. Just don't stop listening to us and you know, just that's all I can tell you. Have a good time with metal. Don't don't overthink it. Don't go to the shows and just post up in the back and just watch. So yeah, that's it. That's about it. Have a good time with it. Just just enjoy music.
0: Excellent. This has been the the WMSC interview of Dismantle Guitarist. Frank Reaper by Nick Percot.